1: all the ladies know what guys talk about. You know, the finer things in life. <laughs> Check it out. Address, so you, know I never you like dance, all the
0: Much like the Rick Springfield episode, this is technically not a one-hit wonder. Cisco had a second single that was more successful than the thong song, but there's a chance you don't know or remember it. And that's why we're here. Today, we're joined by Bomb Pop's vocalist Jen Pop to discuss the sexy R&B sounds of Cisco, what she thought thongs were, and the time no doubt played her high school for an MTV reality show. Is the thong song so good that your hair turns white when you hear it, or does it dump like a truck, truck, truck?
1: all you need to make the money guaranteed and you can live off royalties forever and it makes me
0: wonder is it just a wonder or is it one hit thunder all right jen Right off the bat, did you pick this song because you like this song or did you pick this song because it's fucking ridiculous?
2: Because it's fucking ridiculous. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I do I like it? Like, I don't hate it by any means.
0: It's interesting musically. I'll give it when I was listening to it, I'm like, damn, this is pretty interesting musically. There's like a cool key change at one point. And like,
2: key change, first of all, all about the key change. Like, when you can pull that off and like. Yeah
0: especially in a a song like this. And, you know, I went back and I wasn't too familiar with Drew Hill. Were you familiar with Drew Hill before this?
2: No, no. No.
0: You're not into very sexy R&B music? (laughs)
2: I'm really not.
0: (laughs) I honestly kind of am, but but I still didn't know much about Drew Hill, which is the group that Cisco came from. All of their songs are very much music you would put on if you were, Trying to seduce somebody, I guess, is the the way to put okay. that. Uh, it's v- very, you know, light some candles type of music. All right. <laughs> yeah. See, maybe you change your mind. Maybe you might want to check out Drew. Yeah, Hill. Yeah. Hmm,
2: uh, what? Uh, what am I doing
0: but, later? Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Cisco came from Drew Hill. I okay. guess they had all all decided to start solo careers, and Cisco is like, I'm going to come out and I'm going to hit him with a big novelty song, and I mean. This song was enormous. I wondered, were thought did thongs you- in general get okay. way more popular?
2: Let me. Like, this is another reason I picked this song. Like, let me paint a picture. of okay. myself <laughs> in the year two thousand. I'm like that uh, when this song came out. I was in seventh grade. It's like when I started playing guitar. It's when I went to my first, you know, concert, Blink One Eighty Two with Bad Religion opening nice. with uh, Phoenix, TX, which again, like, I really wanted to pick. I I have a pop punk one hit wonder like picked out. But to me, it's like if there's a pop punk one hit wonder, like I love the whole I like I'll listen to the whole album. So like this right. stands out is like I don't know anything about it other than it's the year 2000 and this song is fucking everywhere. And I'm, you know, 12, 13 years old. So, yeah, I didn't know what a thong was.
0: Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but, you, know what? Yeah. you know, it's <laughs> funny. I when I was a kid. A thong was a sandal. Like a
2: sandal, yeah. yeah. I'm wearing thongs right now. Oh my god, I'm wearing all kinds of thongs right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like so seventh grade, I moved to middle schools, which middle school already sucks. But I moved from Los Angeles County and I moved to the beginning of seventh grade, I was only there for a month to Carlsbad, California. And the schools were so different, like completely night and day in terms of the middle school I came from. First of all, we all wore uniforms. It was LA County, a very diverse school. When I moved to Carlsbad, it's kind of like an upper middle class beach community. And the middle school I went to, I mean, there was no diversity, first of all. It was just, I'll just say that. And also I came, so I, I, you know, in middle school, we, uh, we, we, I started wearing uniforms for like a month at that first middle school, but I had just in sixth grade, like my favorite outfit was this oversized Labrador retriever shirt that I got at PetSmart with like my shorts and Reeboks and then I, and like, or Converse, like that was my thing. And so I'm like, oh yeah. I When I moved to Carlsbad, I was like, I don't have to wear my uniform. I can wear my Labrador Retriever shirt, like just stoked to show up, you know, and like rock my steez. And it's like, no, (laughs) these girls are wearing makeup. Coach, I didn't know what coach purses were. I didn't know what Mac makeup was. I didn't know what like Forever 21 was. I just very much still like a kid, I don't know. There's a show called pen 15. That's um, I've
0: been watching that oh right now. <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm literally watching that right now. That's so funny. Okay. Like, it's, I love it, that. Yeah. You
2: know what I'm talking about? Yes. Because you know, like when they still play with those little dolls and they like, yep. those. okay, I fucking had those dolls. They're first of all, they're not dolls. Cause I didn't play with dolls. They were like fuzzy animals. Right. And, um, my mom, even for Christmas once, like she took them and she all made them their own outfits and like, Oh my god, I was obsessed with those things. So I very much was like those girls.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, you so yeah, you're at that moment where it's like some kids are becoming adults real fast, and then some kids are still kids. <laughs> what the fuck is a thong? <laughs> I was just talking about this last week. My a really good friend of mine does the big brothers and big brothers and sisters. He has so he has a oh, little cool. brother. Uh-huh. And um So he had his little brother and then his little brother's actual brother and sister and their mom all came over swimming. And he was like, hey, do you want to come come swim and hang out with these kids and stuff? I was like, yeah, sure. And so the one kid is 14 years old. And I was thinking about like me when I was 14 years old. Uh Like I I was playing punk rock music and playing shows. And like I felt like, you know, I was still a kid. But like, I don't know. But this 14 year old kid, (laughs) I'm not talking shit or anything, but was very much a kid you know, and I was thinking about myself and like how kids were smoking cigarettes at 14 and like drinking and, you know, doing all kind of crazy stuff. There's no way this kid. And then my buddy's explanation for that. He's like, no, he's like kids now they just play Fortnite. So I would think that kids now having all the information in the world on their phones and like seeing like things that we didn't see or know about to way later that would make them grow up faster but i kind of think that maybe in
2: well in- it does with girls though like it's like insane when i see like some of the girls that i know like that are 12 three. i mean i remember like being yeah in seventh grade and being like oh my god like I'll, i guess i gotta like ask my mom to take me to like forever 21 and like mac you know like i was like what is this i guess i should do this you know and right i remember my dad the first time i like wore mascara my dad like cried <laughs> <laughs> and so but then i see some, some girls that i know that are young and like what they're doing and what they're talking about i think it's fair i mean that's always been i think the case it's like Because women, little girls are forced with all this imagery and, you know, here's the thong song and, like, all this stuff. It's definitely, like, I don't know. And then you're right, though, in terms of little kids, like. A fourteen-year-old just playing side Minecraft and Fortnite or whatever. I think that's the same too with kids that are like twenty-one or a young adults are drinking beer and doing that kind of stuff. Either it's kind of more like
0: if you grow up in a world, you know, we're we're kind of on the borderline of that. Like I, I got to see the evolution of basically, especially during. A pandemic, you're a lot of times you're living, you're existing in the internet. You're interacting with people like through your phone and through your MacBook or whatever. And like I think there's a lot more people just like spending all their time there. And it, it kind of sounds like uh, you know, the same kind of shit that people would say to me if I was a kid playing video games for an hour, if I was playing exactly. Nintendo or something. And I was like, But I still went out and played. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, that's
2: I, the difference. I don't know kids that like well, you just, I don't know, it's just a world, like, it's either a step scarier place, or it's just visual clearly, it's visibly more scary. I mean, even with, like, police brutality, it's like, that's always been there. Always. Right. But now everyone has a camera, so everyone's seeing it. And everyone's right. being fed the information, which is a good thing. Because just seeing it here and there, like, with Rodney King, you know, it's like, you know it's there, but, like, you don't see it all the time. Now it's everyone has a camera, and everyone's recording it the second it happens, and we see it all the time and, right. and, and that's great but it's like it's
0: it makes things seem scary but but at the same time like uh, that's good because it's gonna force change on you're seeing things change and, yeah. it takes a long time for things to change but they're changing but yeah right i mean but right the thing now it's about it is,
2: being in a kid too yeah sorry i like yeah. lost my train of thought i was like why? Yeah, oh right. yeah it's like, seeing a kid you know like watching i don't know kids are always being like snatched off the streets but we didn't, you know, I don't know. We, now we hear like, Oh, you can't walk down the street. You can't walk to school because there's predators out there. And that's true. They've always been there. Like that's always been a thing. It's just now that we're like over, you know, we see it all the time. And again, it's a good thing, but I think it also, I don't know. I, w- what are you going to do? Like as a parent, I, I would definitely, that's be the like, other
0: point. That's the other point that my buddy made about it too. He's like, okay, a fourteen-year-old seems like a little kid, but he said, "You know, when I when I was a kid, I could walk to my friend's house. Who, you know, maybe he lived two miles away. I would walk, but now parents won't let their kids do that. And it's I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm not saying it's anything, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing that a fourteen-year-old seems more like a little kid than being in oh, the I woods smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's probably it's probably a better thing, uh, if anything, but." uh, but bring it back to the, the oh, yeah. thong song. So you heard the thong song not even knowing yet what a thong was. You no, thought no, it was no. a sandal. <laughs> yeah, I
2: thought it was a sandal. Anyways, my point being is that when I was a freshman in high school, I remember my mom took me and my friend to the mall and my friend, my mom was like, I don't know, sitting somewhere else while we did our thing. And my friend's whole thing, she told me, she's like, we're going to go to the mall and we're going to get thongs. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm not going to tell my mom where to get the And so we went to well, like Charlotte Russe and it's like, you know, like forever 21 right, kind of thing. And I had never bought underwear that wasn't like in a pack from target, like <laughs> yeah. that had like cats on it, you know? And right. <laughs> I just like remember feeling so weird, like picking out the stuff. And my friend, she just, she knew what she was going for and she got like G string. <laughs> and my mom was like, I came out my mom was like, what'd you guys get? I'm like, thongs she's like
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> and was it was it a thing i definitely know it was it th- i'm sure it's still a thing but to have it sticking up and oh my the- god
2: yes okay okay this is the best one of the coolest things that happened when i was in high school mtv had a show called jammed and it was there's only one season of it but like it hadn't been out yet it was like a band comes and plays a high school and surprise is a right. high school. Right. Yeah. And so they hadn't existed yet. Like it wasn't, hadn't aired yet. We were the first episode to be filmed. And so there was a stage built like in the, on the football field and all day long, these rumors were going around. Like I remember someone was saying it's a beauty pageant or it's like for the football <laughs> game, like later it's like, wow, how could there be a stage in the middle of the football field for a football game?
1: Yeah. But whatever.
2: <laughs> and it was Friday. And, uh, Yeah. Friday. And I remember I was in um biology class and the second the bell rang, I heard spider webs and I was like, that's no oh doubt. God. Like that's fucking no doubt. Oh my that's god. What's going I- on.
1: Producer Matt jumping in. I have that episode of Jammed on a VHS tape. You <laughs> nice. do? Yeah, I was going through my basement literally this week, and I found the VHS tape that I taped off of MTV of the debut of that episode of
2: Jammed. Oh my god! I'm like in it for a split second, running. Like I, I had slowed because I I had to like go and see, you know, because I and I definitely like tiniest split second. Of course, that's I amazing. I got so pumped because uh, like I just we like booked it out of fucking biology and went to the stage. It just clicked. And I guess like when it all like, Oh, you've seen the episode. um, But like, yeah, she was kind of walking around the school later. It was like, yeah, someone saw Gwen Stefani fucking in the bathroom, like putting on her lipstick or some shit like that. But anyways, it was like right when that, I think it Rocksteady is that album that came out. And so she, I still am like inspired by that exact look that she had when she came and played, but She had her like low pants, super low pants were very much in, but she had her thong like up over her like (laughs) hips, out of the pants. And she had her stripe, like red and white striped, kind of like tube top and her hair and pigtails, just fucking Gwen Stefani. And they were incredible. And they played for like 45 minutes. They played a full set. It was amazing. Or maybe longer than that. Yeah, all the kids, like we had a carpool, you know, it's like all the kids in the neighborhood go home. So many kids got in trouble that day for like not showing up. And uh, I was like, yeah, whatever, I will get in trouble. This is worth it. But the next day you, Bet your ass every girl came to school with their thongs. Like,
0: every, <laughs> everybody know. had a, what do they, they call that? A whale tail?
2: I think oh my they God, yes. A whale tail. <laughs> one time we saw no effects. So it was New Year's heave and they dressed like, I don't know, women. Ten,
0: as At least Fat Mike tends to do.
2: <laughs> yes, it's, but this was before he really okay. like did. Like it was, right. this was like 2009 or 10. I don't know. It was like kind of before he did all the time. It right. was one of those things. Yeah. So, and we were sitting behind smelly and smelly had like a a whale tail thing. And so I remember Polly and I like just like pulled out our whale tails. And ever since that day time, we still see smelly. We're just like whip out our whale tails.
0: It's funny. I've never, I've never worn a thong and I always just picture it being very uncomfortable. (laughs) And, but I guess it's a normal piece of clothing for women. It's not even, it's not some sort of like crazy piece of lingerie. It's like, it's functional because there are things you wear where you don't want the lines exactly right?
2: yeah but you saw right. it's just it is funny though because if you like look at the like I have you know ones that are like it's like a g-string and it's like what is this tiny piece of fabric like actually what is the right. point oh wait
0: what is it what is this what is this garment even doing
2: yeah, it's like heaven <laughs> forbid I just don't wear underwear you know right I don't know I really don't know but yeah you definitely have like and then you have to have like even if it's a g-string if it's too like I don't know, the fabric is too thick or the seam, you can still see it. So you have like, you know, you have the the perfect thong or G-string for every, you know, shorts or pants or whatever.
0: (laughs) Right, right.
2: (laughs) But it's also like, yeah, I remember thinking that when we were going to buy those thongs, I'm like, this is okay. This is the thing. This is the thong. This is what the thong, I get it.
0: Yeah. I was thinking today about like what inspired Cisco to write this song. And the, the picture I have in my head is that Cisco was... At Target, he needed to buy his <laughs> silver. He needed to buy his silver hair dye. <laughs>
2: oh my God! Spray and, date. and
0: and so he cut through the women's section, and then he then his head just whipped to the side, and he's like, "What? What is that thing?" <laughs> and then he looks at it. He goes, "Oh, it's a thong." And then he thought to himself, I should write a song." Wait a second, thong song, thong, I mean, thong you, song. All right,
2: <laughs> you kind of got to give it to him.
0: It's yeah. great. Yeah. And, and what's funny about that is I was think I was taking a shower and I was thinking about that. And then uh-huh. in the notes in the. Yeah, that's what I think about when I shower. On, yeah. so, uh, and anyway, uh, then I saw this actual note about what uh, Cisco said about it. Cisco claims that the first time he saw a thong, his hair little, literally turned white like Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments. So that's actually <laughs> he he was actually just so excited about thongs.
2: That, wow! Yeah. Wow. Um, have you seen the music video?
0: Yes. Okay. I have.
2: So, just, how fucking weird is it? The opening scene, he's sitting there talking on the phone to his homie. He's like, yeah, we're we're gonna meet down, you know, wherever. Yep. <laughs> then this, and he's like, I'm just waiting for my chick to get my my daughter to get back. My chick, to, I think, took her to the mall, like, you know, some. Uh-huh. And then she, and then the the daughter and like his chick come walking in, and the little girl like like daddy and she, he's like talking on the phone and daddy she's like he's like hold on a second yes honey and she's like what's this and holds up a thong <laughs> that is how the song starts and then it goes into like he the, says the song like this is right like what a thong is it's what every man what does he say
0: <laughs> every man is, well the, the in the actual song like they have like a little like talk part at the beginning which i have the, i have it right in front of me which i think is Fucking hilarious is this thing right here is letting all the ladies know what guys talk about. You know, the finer things in life.
2: So he's <laughs> telling out. this to his like three year old daughter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, it's, that's very weird. But it's also weird to think that guys are, guys are sitting around talking to each other about thongs. The
2: thong. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe if you're a 12 year old boy.
0: Yeah. I guess
2: <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. It was just, and then I was uh, reading something too because I, I had forgotten that the music video was so, like, I don't know. Some music videos, there's just a bunch of booty shaking and there's a yes. bunch of like scantily clad women, especially, you know, at the time and in the, the genre. And, um, but this one, I'm like following it. I remember even when it came out being like, what? It just gets <laughs> ridiculous. And I think like, there had to I just, Wanted to know about the music video because, I don't know, bomb, we've been having a lot of fun making our music videos uh, with the Bomb Pops. And I talk about them on my Patreon. I did a thing where I was talking about, like, just the making of them and the concept of them. And we there was a lot of, like, really specific reasons why you do each scene. And they become right. really fun things. And um, the music video director said...
1: I have it pulled up here if you want me to read it real quick. Do you have the quote? About, yeah. Yeah. So, so his quote was... <laughs> I listen to the thong song and I say, well, this is a song about asses. (laughs) So you can either accept it and do something like I did. Or you can go and try to turn the thong song into some type of chemical brothers video and make it all pretentious about some fucking communist upheaval or something. So let's just relax and make a booty music video. (laughs) But let's make it a really, really good one.
2: And make it fun. And they... Fucking did. Like, it's really fun video, but like, how funny would it be if they made it into a communist up ab- people?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to see that version. Yeah. Uh, I, think I, I would enj- enjoy that version. Hey, Jen, you know what's really crazy about this that Matt brought up to me about uh, this song, though? Is that, okay, this is a one hit wonder because in retrospect looking back this song is obviously the only cisco song that we know yeah and that the the population at large knows and if you look at the spotify for it yeah it has like 60 million plays as opposed to like the next one down it has nowhere near that yeah but the song that he followed this up with which is called incomplete not the bad religion song but (laughs) but but this one it hit number it was the number one song so in actuality He's not really a one-hit wonder, but it's kind of like in retrospect, no one knows this. I, I even put it on. I'm like, I don't even know this song, and it was number one on August twelfth, two thousand.
2: Okay, so I mean, it must be that like Cisco's just hot, and like kind of like when right. you have a thing that's that hot, like you're number two. Like, I think that that does happen a lot. It's like, oh yeah, he, there he's rolling, like. And this other track drops. It's like there definitely has to be momentum because he's just the thing. Like at the right. time,
0: no matter what song he released, it was gonna, it was gonna yeah. skyrocket. And it's so crazy because it dethroned. It's gonna be me by In Sync.
2: Oh wow! That's
0: how hot Cisco was <laughs> at that moment. Why did
2: that, that give moment. me goosebumps?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks then there are drinks from mcdonald's mix things up with any size
2: lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. 49 perfect with our classic fries price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. i'm not gonna lie here i've become a factor fanatic lately I'm a busy guy, and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factor's Delicious, Ready to Eat Meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com/1hit50 and use the code 1hit50 to get 50% off. That's code 1hit50, the words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com/1hit50 to get 50% off. You know, we always look when we do these episodes, we always look at like what else was going on in music at that time that allowed this song to become so huge. So, yeah. okay. so we know Sync" was popular at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other songs that were on the chart at that time were Try Again by Aaliyah, which is a badass song. Oh,
2: my God. Again, such a good song. Such a good song.
0: Jumpin' Jumpin' by Destiny's Child. Oh, my
2: God. Yes.
0: I don't know that one. I know Destiny's oh, child songs, but I don't know that I one. I love
2: I like, I really loved like every, I mean, I don't think I ever listened to their album or had their album, but every song that was like they had hit after hit.
0: Oh yeah. They definitely I probably know it if I hear you, it. You you
1: definitively
0: know it. Okay. Fellas, if you I
1: know never <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I know. I straight that one. up
2: want to listen to that now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, and also it said "Bent" by Matchbox Twenty. I'm not sure which which Matchbox Gosh, Twenty song oh that my is. God. But, and it, and also the biggest singles of that, that. So that's that's the charts at that time. But I'm looking at that year too, 2000. Like the big the biggest singles of that year. YouTube Beautiful Day," Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Oh my and, god. And Madonna music. Yeah, that's like the that's like the the heart of like the boy bands and Britney and Christina and all that, you know, like that's, that's it right there. And that's, that's where Cisco popped through too.
2: What a good, what a cool, what a fun, like, like even just radio pops. It was fun. Like those songs are just, I mean, I'm not like a seventh grader in middle school listening to whatever's hot right now. So, but I don't mean, I don't, that kind of like pop yeah. stuff. It doesn't around. But, I hope it comes back around. I hope there's a trend yeah, for like, I'm trying
0: to think it. of like what it would be right now. If you're a seventh grader and you're primarily listening to pop music and don't, even, and I always bring this up on here, but I love pop music and more specifically, I love female pop music. Oh, I, yeah. like, I like female artists and like, cause I love Halsey,
2: Uh-huh.
0: you know, they're, they're so they're Carly Ray Jepsen. I oh, think she's she, awesome. she,
2: that album that just came out. It's like a,
0: so double. good. So like, Dedic- yeah, it's really Dedicated. Good. And then she did the side beat. She did like the, she always does like a B sides. I like the
2: B side. There's a song on that B side one. It, oh, there's one song on there. I listened to it like 20 times in a row. She it's is so good.
0: She's so good. And what I like about her is that she's not like some, I mean, nothing against younger artists, but she's like, she's like close to, to my, like she's like mid thirties or something. Right. And, and, and she's just like, this is what I do. I make straight up, no doubt about it this is bubblegum pop music and she just is the best at that style of music and she's great live and this dude this dude i'm friends with is her bass player oh cool! so i always see him posting pictures of like oh we played this enormous well back when you could play concerts but this (laughs) is a normal enormous festival in australia with carly ray and like I, i don't know yeah but i'm I'm a big fan. So I would hope that kids are listening to those. You know, I think those are pretty good songwriters, you know? It is,
2: yeah. It's like, I, I, I hope the kids are too. And it's like, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Like I'm super think Billy Eilish's whole album is incredible. I think that's one of the coolest recent, like huge things. That I've heard because I really don't like keep up with like top 40 stuff. I don't know it. But if there's a good I but Polly uh, and the Bomb Pops does like she's like top 40 all day. She knows that all of the stuff and which is a really healthy like balance, too, I think for I mean, she listens to punk, too, but I'm just so I don't listen to the radio, you know, through Spotify based on, you know, other artists I like if I'm finding out new stuff. But also my one of my best friends, Taylor, she's the one that's huge Carly Rae Jepsen fan. I mean, she named her dog Jepsen. Nice. And <laughs> she came over that day the album came out and was like, listen to this.
0: She had, Carly Ray Jepsen has like those like crazy diehard fans. Halsey does too. Like those are two artists that like my buddy went and saw Halsey. He always talks about it. He's like, I went. And then she came out, and he's like 75% of the audience started crying. Oh my <laughs> he's gosh. Like, he's like, I don't understand. I'm like, Well, you know, that's like people cried at Michael Jackson and the Beatles. And the Beatles, and
2: yeah, too. and NSYNC. And
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just what you what you do. Have you ever cried when you saw somebody you were just no, so happy? No, I've yeah.
2: never, never cried. Um, <laughs> I, have I and like I was one thousand percent obsessed with Blink One Eighty Two and specifically Tom DeLong. And I met him once, like when I was a kid. Like we saw him, we saw Blink, that concert that I went to when I was around the time the Thong Song came out. Right, she, my mom took me <laughs> with my nice. friend, and she was like, "Oh, okay." Like definitely the first time I smelled marijuana and heard the like real like you know heard so much talk about boners and right
0: <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> i was um, gonna say a slightly uncomfortable concert to go to with your mom yeah maybe,
2: my mom was like banter. fine but she was just to my friend she was like can you just keep it like you don't have to tell your mom everything that they said like to my friends yeah <laughs> and
1: then,
2: um but then about a week later just tom DeLong lived in Sinitas, which was basically neighboring carlsbad where i grew up and we were we went to the farmer's market with my mom and I remember seeing him walk across the parking lot like into a hair salon and I froze. My mom was like, What is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, That's Tom. She's like, Tom Who? I'm like, Tom DeLong. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, from Blink 182. She was like, Oh, oh, let's go talk to him. And she dragged me into the hair salon. Nice. And he's just like got it like you know, sat down, had him picked up a magazine and my mom was like, Tom, you know, with this like little girl, she's like, we just saw your concert last week. And he stood up and he was like, oh my God, I am so, so sorry. I am so (laughs) sorry. I said so many bad words. I'm so (laughs) sorry. And she, after that, she like I know she's, she thought that he was great and she was like, it's okay. I like bad religion better. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's cool. That that's cool. I I like hearing that. I, I, my time meeting Tom DeLonge was uh, my band opened for angels at airwaves in Pittsburgh. And I went up, you know, but unfortunately I got drunk. Like we, we already played (laughs) and then I got drunk and I'm like, I'm going to go introduce myself to Tom (laughs) DeLonge. And like, just walked up to him. And I just remember it being so like anticlimactic. Like he's like, what's up dude i'm like oh dude like big fan what you know i just remember being like so not cool <laughs> Oh and, no. and but it's fine. It's, oh, fine it's totally
2: fine you're totally fine <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i'm sure I, i'm sure it, i it just put matter.
2: myself in that position as of like something i've probably no i know i've done and right. um I'm we like, all oh, do yeah. it we all do it
0: that's why i don't i don't even want to i usually don't want to even meet like people I really like or whatever, I'm like, I I don't need to meet them because what am I going to say? What am I going to
2: say? Yeah, and I do wish, like, I don't know. I do have a thing where I'm like, like even meeting Tom DeLong as a kid, like I froze, but at the time, like that that was a big deal. But like, there's not, I can't think of like one person who-
0: Would make you freeze now?
2: Yeah, like not even like, I don't know. It's not like, I'm like, I just thinking of like even celebrities, it's like, they're just- they're just people. People like I remember, uh Polly and I, we used to like do this catering gig, and for twice it was like Leonardo DiCaprio related things. Oh, two of the craziest ones. One was Leonardo DiCaprio through a birthday party for his dad, and it's like bottom of Tesla, you know, and it was actually a pretty small thing, and that wasn't crazy because there wasn't a lot of a lot of people that were there were like writers, you know, and like people I wouldn't recognize, um, right, but. Then the other crazy one was, it was George Clooney's Casamigos tequila party. Like there's that Casamigos house or whatever in Hollywood. It was a Halloween party. And our job like was we had, you know, some people had hors d'oeuvres and they were, and some people were, had cocktails. Polly and I got stuck with a tray, an empty tray that we would walk around with for people to put their trash on. So Aww. we were like walking trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and it's like Paris Hilton and Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, I mean, I, a lot of people were in costumes, so it was hard to like recognize. But it was just like crazy right. celebrities like that. And then the other one that was really crazy was Doctor Phil's w- through his wife, a, I think, sixtieth birthday party, and it's uh-huh. at this um, venue. It's like this old Catholic church turned into a venue downtown called uh, Vivianas, and Um, like just really high end weddings or events were there. And, um, yeah, Dr. Phil threw his wife a 60th birthday party, but it was so bizarre. She had it like decorated. Like it looked like she was turning 16. I swear to God, her (laughs) thing was like her sweet 16. She was wearing like a prom type dress. There were giant photos of her, like in frou-frou dresses. And then she had a facade and like when you walked in, it looked like Rodeo Drive. Was, there was like a tif- like, whatever. Like she had them set up like little shops. It sounds and, like she was
0: having a cotillion.
2: <laughs> it, yes, it does. And you know who played it was Katy Perry. It was like
0: whoa.
2: I mean that was cool. I remember kind of just like fucking off as much as I could and being like, oh, I'm just gonna go watch Katy Perry. But then my job one time, like one person was assigned Doctor, F- like you had to just shadow Doctor Phil. <laughs> but they had that person had to like break, you know, and I- right for 30 minutes or whatever. And I got assigned to break her and I just had to follow him around and like hold his diet Coke. Oh my gosh. It's the worst job I've ever, ever done. And the money That's was good. Really
0: weird. Yeah. The money it, was good. Though? The money
2: was good. It was like $25 an hour and you would work nice. long shifts, but I would not do it ever again. Especially like the last one I remember was the, the, the when we were walking trash cans and yeah. Polly and I just, fu- we let, like we straight up, quit in the middle. And Polly was like, I'm sick and I'm leaving. I was like, I'm leaving with her. And we just, yeah. I like, never once did it again.
0: Yeah. Well, so, yeah, that that would definitely be weird. Like, excuse me, Mr. DiCaprio. Can I take your stick that you had an hors d'oeuvre on or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah, But still a good story for a podcast. Yeah. 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 It, it was funny. Uh, but, but anyway, br- bringing it back around to, I don't know where, what the, the appropriate, uh, you know, segue back into the thong song. What? But uh, but a good one is the thong song was nominated for four Grammys. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, right. You know, you and I, we spent all these years <laughs> writing all these songs, pouring our heart and soul into songs <sighs> for the dream of someday being recognized on a grand sk- – I mean, that's not – maybe that's not why we're doing well, it. But
2: still. No, but, but you still, want recognition would, as a good songwriter and having some meaning.
0: Right. But now the thong song's nominated for four Grammys. So does that – do we really even want a Grammy at this point? Do I, <laughs> I don't, I don't really even know. know if the Thong song was nominated for four. And, and you know, I, I might rather just act like I'm too cool for a Grammy at this point.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, I'm going to keep your Grammy, you know? Yeah.
0: I'm um, punk, I mean, yeah, punk rock. My punk rock ethics. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And no, I'm I mean, the Grammy. I mean, yeah, right. But <laughs> that being said, we do, we do agree that the thong song musically is kind of interesting. So it's oh. just the subject matter is about women's underwear. So I don't did, know that it should have been nominated for four grand. Well,
2: did you read the thing? And like, I, I, was, I was trying to like, you know, it's been a while since I listened to the thong song. But however, anytime, like, you know, randomly, it'll pop into my head or I'll hear it once and it doesn't leave. And I remember like knowing, like shaking that thing, like who's a dish? You live in the dish, living the vegan She's got dumps like a child. Like, I know the song. Yes. Like, I can sing the yeah. whole song. <laughs> Reading about it, that <laughs> the strings heard throughout the song performed on the record by Bruce Dukov, are inspired by the Wes Montgomery's cover of the Beatles' Eleanor Rigby. Whoa. And if you hear the strings, <laughs> it's straight up Eleanor Rigby esque. <laughs>
0: Wow. I never paid attention to that. Now, now I'm going to have to listen. I got to hear that.
2: <laughs> and I just, I do appreciate like how grandiose the thing is. Like we're going to write a thong song, but get this, we're going right. to have strings like Eleanor Rigby. And then they, they reference you know, Ricky Martin's Livin' La Vida Loca. That was another one that I like, cause that was the same around the same time. And I remember <laughs> just, I have the funniest story of Rick, Ricky Martin when that came out. Like, I think maybe, I don't know how it worked back. Like, like, I guess there was a single when it was hot and then the record came out, right? Like, um, Livin', yeah. I don't know.
0: I don't know what order Ricky Martin released. Well, time. I
2: don't know, but I only know this is that I was being picked up. This was because Ricky Martin, yeah, that was before. Because I remember I was in sixth grade. I was with my friend and her mom picked us up from school and she had brought, I remember like that CD came out that day, I guess. I didn't fucking know. Like, Ricky Martin, that was not like on my map. I never. I never bought any of, like, as much as these songs were around, like, I never once bought a pop CD. Um, I think when I was a kid, like, Mariah Carey, I had Mariah Carey Butterfly, but um, other than that, I never bought one, like, because I never, I remember listening to stuff, like, even In Sync. it's like, yeah, they had so many hits, but, like, I never bought a CD, owned a Britney Spears CD, owned a, you know, I owned the Vandals. Fear of a punk planet and
0: nice.
2: And I loved, you know, Psalm 41 and American Hi-Fi and I loved stuff like pop-punk that was big at the time, is what I was buying. But she picked her us up from school and her mom was like, she knew that her mom was like gonna come up with with a copy of the Ricky Martin CD. And we got in the car and her mom had opened the CD, like opened the plastic, and she started crying and was like yelling at her mom, like, how could you open the CD? Like, I wanted to open it, you
0: know? I was
2: like, what is this fucking? Chick's problem. Yeah, you need
0: that that on that unboxing on opening. That's like an exciting moment.
2: I guess it's also like a pain in the ass to take the shrink wrap off the CD. I would be like, Mom, can you open this?
0: (laughs) There are entire YouTubes of unboxings and openings of things. I don't know if you know that. That's a very very popular thing. So I only know
2: it because of uh, my friend uh, Polly, like her son, even when he was little, she was like, yeah, he just wants to like he'll watch these videos of people. Opening yep. up toy boxes, like not even playing with the right.
0: toy. <laughs> right. They're just, it's just the opening unboxings. Yes. And they'll have like millions of views.
2: <laughs> it's so weird. Like, what are we doing? with What are we doing? Like, why yeah. didn't we think of that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't think of that. I <laughs> wish I would have. Because I would be making all that YouTube revenue. I would just unbox everything. Yeah, I
2: will unbox uh, anything. It's oh. too late
0: now. Uh, hey, a line I wanted to talk about in this song real quick. <laughs> what does... She had dumps like oh, okay. a trunk. What are dumps
2: exactly? I don't Can you know. Explain that to me. Um, like, because you know it's a thong song, so like at first you're like, does she have like? Oh, also, it's weird that dump with the with the thong. Like we're talking about the ass. Like, yeah. is she taking like large shits? Like dumps I, like a trunk?
0: I, you know. Yeah, I, I hope that's what it doesn't mean. When
2: you're a, a kid, that's... though, I like went immediately. I was like dumps.
0: Yeah right. <laughs> I I don't know. Like I guess. So we know that right after that, it's she had dumps like a truck, truck, truck. Thighs like what, what, what? Baby, move your butt, butt, butt. So it, or. Dumps, a, n- a name for
2: I think butt cheeks or something? I think something? that they're breasts, because if you want to watch the music no vi- do
1: you, breasts. Do you guys? Do you guys want the rap genius explanation of this? Okay. Yes, yes, right. yes, 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 yes. This girl has big thighs and a butt that are nearly perfect. There is a pun in the first of the two lines, which is a reference to the term dump truck, making an obvious reference to a large rear end. Okay. Oh,
2: okay. So it is the ass. I I think that that's a very. I'm all about the puns. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a very good one.
1: I, I love say. that you thought it was breasts. I
0: can't imagine going like, check out that girl's dumps. Dumps. Because <laughs> <That's>... there's.
2: <laughs> my, oh my god! Because I always think my friend used to always go like, dump them out. <laughs> oh, like it, I know it's like all. <laughs>
0: Well, okay. It makes sense that you would.
2: Also, if you watch that. the video, when it says dumps like a truck, because I, I watched it before I was like doing my homework. When he says dumps like a truck, there's like a shot, like there's a big oh. titty shot. Oh, and okay. so I was like, okay, maybe he does. I. The thing is, it it, it is beautiful poetry because it could be d- an ass and it could be tits. It could be either.
0: Right. It could be anything. Dumps could be anything you want it to be. <laughs> and
2: if you're in seventh grade, it could be a dump. <laughs> you're like, right. Exactly. Oh, she took uh, a big old dump.
0: So so the last thing that we always do um, mm-hmm. is, is we talk about is this song one hit thunder meaning this artist deserved to have this hit that this is this is great their their catalog is worth it they they're awesome or is it a one hit blunder? This shouldn't have been a hit. Oh, and
2: I think he, this is 100 one hit one hit wonder like he I mean, you go down like I think that as an artist, I would imagine going down in like histories, like you have a one hit wonder and I don't know. I always think of like the Ataris go with their cover of voice of summer. It's like, Oh man, you like, you blew your load on that. Like, you know, your, your Cisco and your one hit wonder is the thong song. It's brilliant. And it's like grandiose stupidity. And then the right. video is brilliant. Exactly the same, and reading the quote from the director, it's like so calculated. They, I think it's pretty awesome. As even to the fact, they're like, Oh, yeah, we're gonna make this thong song and we're gonna put like one of the most beautiful string parts and like rock it with Eleanor Reefy into this <laughs> yeah. song. Yeah, <laughs> we're I'm, killing it.
0: I'm feeling it. I'm going with Thunder on this one, too. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a blunder. This, this was meant to be, they put the effort in musically, they put the, I mean, they knew. Uh, probably could you imagine the second that they hit they, they hit play and they're listening to it through the studio speakers like the the final mix for the first time they were like oh shit we're about to make a billion dollars oh and, yeah and everyone's and they probably if they were smart I hope they were smart they bought stock in every song? thong manufacturer
1: Victoria <laughs> Secret
0: or- <laughs> because I would love to know the stats on the sales of thongs after this song came out Dude. because. Ha- they, they had to double right they had Triple? to
2: yeah like i mean i mean i guess i'd have to talk to do my research on the history of women's undergarments to like really know when exactly like thongs i think he he, he probably hit it th- you know what thongs probably became like hot around then so they, they were on his radar enough to, like yeah thongs are fucking what's up right now and then yeah. he sings about them and it's like takes it to a whole nother level
0: Right. Yeah. So this was, this was, as we often say on this podcast, it was a cultural phenomenon and it's still a song that I imagine I haven't been to the club in a minute, but I imagine this song still comes on every once in a while. I think people haven't forgotten this song. Oh, it comes on the radio for sure.
2: Old. I remember like not that long ago, it was funny because it, when it's one of those moments in life where I was like, for whatever reason, thought of the thong song. And this was, I'd been like two years ago and I was with my friend and like, Talking about it, kind of out of nowhere, something like made me think of it. And then like two hours later, it was on the radio and I was like, no way. Is that a coincidence or is the song just like on still on the radio?
0: <laughs> right. This has been fun talking to you. So fun. And-
2: I, I got like last, like when I was writing with Matt, I like, I couldn't. First of all, I got a new puppy this week. Uh,
0: nice. What like, what kind of puppy? She's
2: a <laughs> German Shepherd Husky mix.
0: Oh, big one. Big a-
2: girl. Um, Yeah,
0: nice. What's her name?
2: Her name is Saloon McDonough.
0: Nice. (laughs) After H.I.
2: McDonough and Raising Arizona.
0: Nice. Nice.
2: But yeah, Saloon. I've been crate training her and just like not sleeping. But was I saying, oh, just going back and forth because, again, my friend Taylor, who's the Carly Rae Jepsen fan, she's like, I mean, if I'm ever on a trivia team, I think I'm, I'm probably, I'm good at like geography and history, but you need your like music person, like weird Music knowledge person, it's her. So she just like listed off a bunch, and she said thong song. I was like, oh, oh my god, yeah, that's the one. I just couldn't choose. That. And then it got to a point because I was like, really kind of wanted to talk about some of this pop punk stuff. But I'm really happy that I settled on the thong song because this has been yeah, like-
0: that's a good choice. We could, <laughs> we could talk i'm sick of talking about pop punk music Me too. <laughs> we, you know we 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 play it and we do whatever so like we, we, this is this is much better uh, yeah you know we're, we're too we're too close to that you're right <laughs> we're too we're too involved we would have been we would have been talking about like chord progressions and producers and people we know that worked on the album that's and stuff. the other like, thing i'm that's, like that's no. not what we want to do here <laughs> no,
2: no no we want to have a good time and Separate right. from it a bit, but I think this is an amazing. What a fun time! Thank you for, yeah, happy oh, yeah. Saturday this way.
0: Yeah, me too. All right, Jen, nice talking to you. Nice talking um, to you,
2: too. Meticulous and clean, we never seen.
1: This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is produced by Matt Kelly as part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Chris Fafalios of the band's Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah. Underneath me, you're hearing Zero Remorse off Death in Venice Beach by The Bomb Pops featuring today's guest, Jen Pop. Let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting apps and tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little, a little taste of it right down to the shaky microphone and all.
0: <laughs> and my name's Bob.
1: And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom.